Hi guys, welcome to Love That Grows Within Podcast, where we equip, empower, and reaffirm women's identity in this generation and the ones to come. My name is Lucy, and I am your host for this week. And today, I have a special guest with me. Uh, she's a powerhouse. She's a woman that just, you know, her walk uh, of faith is just amazing, and I just she's been around uh, the world um, outside U.S., of course, and in Australia. She's been back and forth. I just I can't wait just to uh, introduce you to her. Um, um, please welcome um, Ebony Bell. Hi, Ed. Hi, Lucy. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. I'm so excited uh, to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure. I, I just, I was so fired up. I was like, yes, yes, Ebony, <laughs> yes. No, uh, it's such an honor. I'm so honored that you asked me to do this. Uh, Seriously. Thank you. Um, Eb, for those, we call I call her Eb. That's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Eb, for those who don't know you, um, would you mind just Give us a little bit of background. Uh, what do you do? Maybe favorite color and a, yeah, fun, totally. and a fun fact about you. Cool. Uh, well, my favorite color is pink, which is surprising because I normally <laughs> wear a lot of black, even though today I'm not wearing black at all, which is surprising also. <laughs> New Year. I think we, 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 what's changed? I'm wearing yeah, black right exactly. now. We've swapped out yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah. Name's Ebony. Uh, it's like Ebony and Beyonce combined, so that's how I help people to remember it and awesome. say it properly. Uh, I am from California. I'm actually from the hood of California, so normally when people say, like, California, they're like, oh, beaches and fun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, more like gunshots and prostitutes, but, you know, <laughs> oh, so God has brought me a mighty, mighty long way <laughs> from my beginnings. Um, so, like, yeah, born and raised in Southern California, moved to New York City as soon as I finished college because I was desperate to get in the magazine industry. I just wanted to be like in fashion, beauty, whatever it was. Like that's just what I wanted wow. to do with my whole life. Um, I did get saved around 17, 16, 17. Let's say I got saved at 16, filled with the Holy Spirit at 17. So mm. that seems to be when I marked my moment of actually like stepping wow. into what God had. And um, definitely felt a call to do his work. And so I always loved being at church and being around church. Like any service that was happening, doors fly open, I'm flying in. Like I will go to church, went to church all the time. And then, but I still really very much like being such a girl. I'm like, I want to go to New York. I want to do magazines. Like I love writing. I love reading. And so I moved to New York after college. Um, did work as much as I could in fashion and beauty industries. I did some magazines, I did some internships, some freelance writing. Um, I worked in PR for a little while. (laughs) That was not for me. (laughs) It was a little toxic. But um, after being there for a while and doing all that, realizing that I just wasn't, I was like, there's still that empty void and like I'm having all the stuff that I wanted to have and I'm still not really happy. And like all this time I'm still going to church. I'm still, you know, serving and doing all that stuff I'm supposed to do. But it's like, doing the church stuff because I'm supposed to versus what does God actually want me to do? Mm. That was like a huge moment. So yeah, that is what sent me to Australia <laughs> um, so to good. see God. I intended to do one year, one year. I was like, God, I'll Just give you one year Bible college. I'll do it one year. So I ended up going to Hillsong International Leadership College and my one year plan turned into three years. Wow. And I was like, this is ridiculous. But God... <laughs> 
totally kept me there because I did not have the money. I didn't even have the willpower. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, he definitely did a great work in me there. And so, yeah, I've been back in America for about two, two and a half years. And life is something else. (laughs) (laughs) Ebony, this is so exciting. Um, And, you know, even CEO here, uh, for those who don't know, Ebony is our director in Of Life Groups. Yep. So you coordinate, you you oversee uh, all our leaders, and me included. Yeah. And <laughs> we you love you, and you're so consistent and faithful, and it's so great, and seeing fruit come out of your group is fantastic. <laughs> I was like, she kissed me in top. She's like, yeah, she makes sure that I'm leading. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yes, you oversee, and it's such a responsibility, and uh, I, you know, a woman of power, definitely. Like, you are so uh, uh, fearless. You follow, you, you, you're, you know... I just pointed that way, like, Tisa said, go this way, and you go that way, and you're like, I don't look left or right, and that is such a, uh, it's, uh, I see it, other women see it, and it's inspiring, and it's like, you know, walking, like, I know, in your lane, and knowing your calling, but, um, the amazing thing is, like, you, like, you, even your story, where you're just telling us a little bit of <laughs> you, it's like, no, and like, you come from, a, you know, fashion industry, and like, you know, a on one hand, you have that, and God totally changed that 180 and said, like, I want you in my purpose, what's, what I have aligned for you and what I have in store for you. Yeah. And uh, that is just, just like, even like what, what Pastor Jeffrey was telling us today, um, um, he was saying, you know, uh, pick up your cross, left, leave everything behind and follow me. Yeah. And that includes work that includes family and that includes relationships and these personal desires and that is just like wow yeah yeah. so um and that's one of the things that I want to talk about today with you um seeing your walk in Jesus your faith and even like for those who don't know also Ebony it's part of uh not only not only uh uh, Hilson family because we're we're part of like uh our Hilson church uh but also uh, from, uh, she is part of uh, Propel Women as well, right? And you have written articles and you have just uh, imparted your knowledge and the wisdom that God has given you. And using your talent uh, as an editor, as a writer, uh, to write and, and just plant seeds uh, in these articles. And you have been blessing so many women too. But um, I just, all in all, just like, just go back again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How God has grown within you, how it all started. Uh, we had a conversation before, and we say, hey, you know, love that Christ within, it's pretty much based on Luke 10, 25, you know, that says, like, uh, we cannot um, love your neighbor as you love yourself, yeah. but you cannot impart love if you don't have love, yeah. right? So, um, as a woman of God, how God, how he has grown within you and yeah. expanded that love uh, in you and uh, have used you to just, like, you know, project you like you know. I see you as a as a um, as a war missile. Like just going like, <laughs> poof, and just directed to you know. We're you're on a mission. You go like, poof, yes, yes. So how 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 has God grown with you? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. Um, so, like I said, I spent some time in New York and working in the fashion around the fashion industry. Um, in magazine publishing mostly, and I just saw, like, without really realizing it, you take 
and put so much of your value in your work and what you're doing or what you're not doing. Or if I was in between jobs, I feel like, oh, I'm worthless. I don't have a job. Like, uh, you know, so realizing that all my worth and value was tied up in what I do instead of what God just because God values me is something that I learned and like definitely in Bible college because everything's stripped away from you. So I don't have like any of my cool clothes. I don't have any of my cool friends. We're not going out to do cool things. Like I'm not living the New York City life anymore. I am just in like some random suburb in Sydney, <laughs> Australia. And my routine is exactly the same. And everybody, all you do all day, every day is worship the Lord, learn about the Bible, learn to get along with people. And that's like 800% of what you do. <laughs> and so when your routine doesn't change at all ever, I felt like it's all like the golden triangles, what they called it in Sydney. Cause you go from your house to Hillsong and it's all in walking distance. And then to the grocery store, still in walking distance back to your house. Like those are the three places that you go. Like there's nothing else. Wow. So in those kind of patterns, there's not so much extra stimulus trying to distract you from things. So, so just you just realize what God starts pulling all that stuff out. Like, yeah. hey, okay, it's time to tap this. It's like, oh, God, wait, that hurts. Like, <laughs> I didn't ask for all this. And um, so it was definitely a season in there in my first year where I felt like just down, down, depressed, just hurt hard, didn't know what I believed, was broke, sad, hungry. <laughs> you know, like it was just a really hard, hard, hard time. And at the same time, you've got thousands of people around you just worshiping God. And you're mm -hmm. like, God, what is wrong with me? And so. Right. Once it breaks, man, <laughs> once that broke um, and God started to show me like, I, you're my daughter and I love you. And no matter if you never make your name famous, like you're here for me, or if you never get to write another magazine article, if you never get to see a fashion show, like if you don't get any of that, are you here for me? And then like once me and God got our relationship better, like he just, it's like, like God wanted to get so close to me that he could smell the fragrance in my hair you know like just all up in my space and in my at first it was like this is really uncomfortable Lord you gotta back up like I can't deal with all this wow. but then it's just realizing well where does your brokenness come from like I didn't grow up with my father so the love of a father mm -hmm. that's already weird you know yeah. mom's always working and doing her thing and she loves us but hard work is love to me so hard work is what I gotta do to serve God and it's like yeah, I didn't, that's not true. Like, hard work, I do hard work for God and his kingdom, but that's not why God loves me. So, once I got that revelation, and I did a um, book uh, study by Beth Moore mm -hmm. on Esther, that thing changed my whole life. Like, I will do that again every year for the rest of my life. It was like, who, womanhood, you know, femininity, um, value, worth, how our image plays on what we think, you know, all that stuff. So those kind of things and just really God had to work some stuff out. So once that was all worked out, God was able to, once I was sorted and things didn't focus on soothing my own hurts and stuff, then I was able to focus on others more. So it's really funny that now I'm the director of life groups here because <laughs> I had always been so focused on me and what I need and what I want and how I'm going to do it. And now all I can do is look around and see people like, they don't have friends, they're not in community, they don't know Jesus loves them, nobody's telling them hi, nobody gives them, like, I'm so they're concerned for individuals for and making sure that they fill the community, because that was like, that was life-changing. Being at Hillsong and being in a small group is how God, like, supernaturally provided for me in those groups. I would come home and there would just be a bag of groceries at my door, because somebody in my, you know, community knows me and they would leave food there, or 
knowing I was sick and I would come home and there'd be like my medicine, some flour, some orange juice, wow. like community did that for me, praying for me when I couldn't pray for myself, all of that. So I'm like, community is it. Like community is how we do this. And there's no way we're walking this life out without each other. And so I just want people to like get that as much as possible, like get clarity on who they are and get, get in community. Like if I can help people do those things, that's like life. That's everything. It's everything. Um, Ebony, as a leader, um, as a woman, as a daughter of God, and as someone that is looking up for others, um, what is the, what would you say to whoever is listening? Uh, why is, is it important to have community? Or why is it important to, um, uh, what's the importance of, of, of gathering and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the importance of prayer and how that changed your life? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I would say our whole world works against people being in community, or our society. It's not every community, but our, like, very westernized, like, society is very individualistic. So everything we, like, read in the Bible, even a lot of the promises we read in the Bible, God is speaking to a community, a group of people, and us as a whole. And God's looking at us as a whole body of Christ. With different parts, but still a whole body of Christ. But in our head, we've detached ourselves so much to, like, I've got to pull myself up by my bootstraps, or if I work hard, I get this. And, like, the only time we think we need people is in networking situations to climb up our career path or whatever. And it's just so against what Christ is. And so God is a trinity. Even God himself is a community of three. You know, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's not just the Father's off doing his own thing, the Holy Spirit's doing his own thing, Jesus is who knows where. Like, everybody, they all are one. Like, the Father and the Son are one. With the Holy Spirit, they're one. And so, community is important. If God needs, you know, is community in himself, mm-hmm. how are we to think we can just be off independent, like, without anything? It's self-sufficient. Yeah, because it's like, we're not. <laughs> we're certainly not. So, it's like, and God invites us into community with him. He wants us in community with each other. And so, you know, the salvation plan wasn't just, like, yes, God will go after the one, but he didn't come to die just for one. He wants all of us, and, like, he wants us to... That's what family is, and that's why family is so important. And So, yeah, I think we all need to realize it's we're not meant to do it alone. And people feeling lonely and depressed and sad and by themselves, like, that's not the way it was supposed to be. Like, sure, we're going to go through moments of being sad, but it's better to cry with your friend, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. you know... Like the Bible says, if if one falls and no one's around to, you know, pick them up, like, that's, you know, awful. You're supposed to have somebody around you. Two or three strand cord is not easily broken. Like, you're not meant to do anything by yourself. And that's a struggle for all of us, I think. And it's a struggle for me still. And I have to continually, you know, remind myself, like, you can't just work everything out in your head or you can't just do everything by yourself. Like, it's okay to need other people. Other people need you. Um, I think having to learn that, like, I'm not an imposition on somebody else. So me needing help or guidance or just love or affection isn't me being, you know, like, if somebody comes to me, like, hey, if I need help, I'm not like, oh, why would this person need to talk to me? Like, I would never think that. So I got to stop thinking people think that about me. So, yeah, I think community is so important. Um, I think above Pretty much all, especially even thinking, like, we're supposed to be in a relationship with Jesus. That automatically makes two people. So, like, that is a community. You can't, 
you can't get away from the idea of community. So good. Um, I um, we're talking about leadership, and um, as a woman, this is as, that is a leader here at church. Um, what are the challenges that you have faced uh, as a leader? And, <laughs> and, and uh, I know it's the tough one, <laughs> but uh, and uh, how um, being also like around other leaders as well to um, support you and you know shoulder by shoulder kind of um, has helped you uh, having a community of women that are for you and not against you because there's a slogan here at, yeah. at City Chicks how that has also been uh, changing your life yeah man that was a really good question <laughs> I was so, <laughs> yeah challenges in being a leader here or just being a leader now in what's funny about this is I understand and like champion community but when it comes to leadership I tend to like try to take everything on myself and it always I always get to the point where I'm like Ev you're not doing this by yourself so it's always like okay I gotta do this because I feel like I feel the responsibility and the weight of ministry and leadership and so that's great but I like very easily forget I'm not doing this by myself and like we see in the bible where Moses, you know, gets the children of Israel, they're out of Egypt, they're out of bondage, and then they have to form this community. And Moses is, like, responsible for everything. You've got, like, millions of people, (laughs) and everybody's looking to you to guide them and lead them. And Moses felt personally responsible to answer everybody's problems. Like, okay, well, this person stole this from me. He had to make a decision. Well, this actually happened. He had to make a decision. Something major in the country is going on. He has to make the decision. And it's, like, wearing him out and wearing him down. And then his father-in-law, Jethro, like, sees this, and he's like, you can't do this. You need to separate some people that you can train and teach in the way and let them, you know, divide that among themselves and let them teach other people how to, like, be able to execute judgment on so it's like you see the structure being formed you know way back in the book of genesis the first time we have to see a country being organized or a group of people being organized and so i always have to go back to that because i have that structure in place but i still get caught and then start feeling like i can't make these decisions i don't know what to do i don't know how to help everybody i don't know how to do all the things and it's like oh you have a community like you have leaders that are you know supporting you and want to be around and supportive of what's going on at this church so it definitely takes some <laughs> reminding that I'm not alone I am in community with others and so and great leaders and we have such fantastic leaders here you know yeah so we've got like Pastor Anna or Andrew she's amazing they're amazing like they're, they're all just awesome Bye. besides Kit and Allie like our pastors <laughs> are great we're just surrounded my roommate leads all of our mission trips yes. like we've just got leaders all over the place men women all of it and it's like I have no at all any reason to ever feel alone in leadership here so yeah it's been good and then you can always go to somebody who you know whose heart is set on building the kingdom of God and even in your hardest times or your frustrations or you just want to give up and you want to quit and you make you have this community of solid leaders they've been through the ups and downs and they can just keep you know encouraging you in the Lord and helping you until you get through those dark times it's like you, you can, also with leadership I think a lot of leaders check out or quit prematurely and it's probably because they don't have the support of other leaders who were like been there done that like it is tough you're gonna grow beyond this because if it was just me I'd be like I ain't doing this no more (laughs) like I'm out and that's not gonna happen because I have a solid community (laughs) yes and it's uh you mentioned two important things uh and also like Pastor Brian says and there is more 
uh, book or tour, uh, Leadership is Leadership, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, but also, so um, you just said, uh, I just want to ask you, so it comes also to know uh, what, is, what, is, what, what is the meaning of being a leader and uh, also uh, multiplying, like uh, we're here to multiply yeah. uh, and be you know God says like you know spread you know go and all the nations and uh, bless them and you know spread the word and make disciples. Yeah, so I think that, that is it. That also is part of of being uh, a leader. That it's not only taking on you, but knowing like your position. Okay, what is that being a leader? Is it's be like Christine Kane says pretty much in the Propel um, uh, chapter. She says uh, it's not about position or mm-hmm. title. It's about leading others to yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And as women of God, uh, we have also that responsibility. Um, and I just love that. Um, but, Eb, um, for those women that are um, wondering right now, like they're, you know, unsure uh, that they they, are, they don't know their calling uh, and, um, and they don't even see themselves as leaders. What are the words of encouragement uh, from you? Like you, you know, you've been, you've been there, done that. Uh, yeah. What are the, what are the, you know, words of encouragement like uh, to to them? Yeah, totally. I um, actually have a joke with my friends that if I were to write a book, I would call it the reluctant leader <laughs> <laughs> because I have always tried to like avoid, avoid leadership as much as possible. But it's kind of like not possible when it's on your life and whether. Like, to me, leadership is influence. And so that can be you influencing. If you're a mom and you have a couple of kids, the way you lead and carry your life with them is leading them in a direction. Or if you're just, like, somebody and you're in college, the way you live your life and the way you, you know, speak to people and all that kind of stuff, that's influencing people in some kind of way. So if leadership starts with influence, then nobody's getting out of that. <laughs> like we're all in some way, whether good or bad, we're influencing other people who are around us. Um, and then I think for people who are in leadership or unsure of their calling when it comes to whatever it is they're doing, um, I honestly just think, like, what are you good at? What do you care about? Like, what gets you frustrated? <laughs> like, the things that really frustrate me or, like, poor communication or lack of clarity and so it's like, well, you know, after 30-something years, realizing this really bugs me, that's probably what God's put on me to do. Or, um, you know, if you're really passionate about visual things and you're like, oh, okay, you know, maybe interior decorating or something, I don't know. But I think it doesn't go so far outside of, like, what you are, what you're gifted to do. Like, if you're super chatty and loquacious or whatever, you probably are really good at talking to people and stuff. Those usually make some great life group leaders, <laughs> first of all. Um you know, and, or they just make great communicators or good at being able to bring people together or inspire people towards a cause or something. So I think your natural gifting that you naturally do is probably where it's going to be. And things that like life has taken you from place to place. So like maybe I wasn't born a naturally gifted writer, but my grandma's an English teacher. (laughs) Like I was going to learn how to read and write. So, you know, the way your life has been designed by God is going to kind of point you in a direction, and then just not getting too hung up on, like, the actual goal is Jesus and pointing people to Jesus. So the actual goal is not, what is my one gift that's going to, you know, make me millions of dollars? Like, that's not really the point. The point is Jesus 
And I just trust that he um, shows us. You know, the word says that, like, Jesus says, um, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they'll not follow. And so when I was in a place where I was just really like, God, I don't, I don't, I don't know right from left. Like, I don't know if you want me to do this or that. I don't really know anything. I just kept reminding myself of that verse. Like, I know the good shepherd. I hear his voice. And the voice of a stranger, I won't follow. So I just had to walk that out in my daily life. Even when I wasn't 100% sure, it's just like, well, I'm not, that's a confession over my life. That's a promise that God gives. Like, I'm your child. You're my shepherd. I know your voice. And I will not follow a stranger. And so that, you know, I think that's kind of helpful. I know people get very like, I don't know what's the exact will. It's just like, you know God's voice. And you follow that. And you will not follow a stranger. And that comes from knowing his word. You know, being in his community. Like, if you're reading God's word and then you get some weird side revelation... And you don't have a community that you're planted in that's yeah. like, um, I'm not really sure that that's God you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, be bring those kind of things to your community. Like, hey, I feel like God's telling me to do this. What do y'all think? And not that everybody gets the last say in what you do, but if you don't have a community to help keep you in check, that's hard. So it's like Bible, spirit, community. You need like all of that to wow. <laughs> kind of keep you centered. Yeah. Wow. Ebony, thank you so much for pouring your wisdom and your knowledge on leadership and as a woman and not just sharing your story and part of uh, who you are. Um, um, Ebony, and lastly, because we're closing, um, where can they find you? Uh, if on social media or places you like you frequent? Yes, this is great. <laughs> I just, <laughs> well, my Instagram is at Ebony Dell, so E-B-O-N-E. That's my Instagram handle. I literally just started a website. <gasps> awesome. Like just now. Yes. And tell it's us. Keep it simple ev.com. So K E E P I T S I M P L E E B. Keep it simple ev.com. And so, yeah, that's going to be up very soon. I just wow. got the domain literally this afternoon. <laughs> so good, so good. So you know you gotta check it out. Keep it simple, Ed. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so much Ed, for being here. And again, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you rate us, uh, read us, review us. You know, I love to hear your comments. We love to hear your comments. And if you have any questions for Ed, you know, just submit it and even like check her website. Make sure you follow her because you have some awesome cool posts and also cool articles out there. So thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you next week.